If God is able, we are able. Welcome to the podcast from One Cause Church. How is righteousness revealed? By faith. By faith in the gospel. But the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Now, I'm not going to have time to go into all of this and then go into chapter 2 and even into verse 3 because there's all of this is connected here, these first few chapters on this thought. And what Paul is doing is he's going to make a contrast and then he's going to make a... a, a then he's going to give a... Uh, not, what, what's the opposite of contrast? <laughs> huh? Comparison? Yes. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay. Between the Gentiles and the... Huh? Correlation. correlation. Thank you. I like... Contrast and a correlation. A comparison and a correlation. Yes. So then he's going to help us see... Um, that at the end of the day, the Gentile and the Jew are all in great need of Jesus Christ. All right? Now, right now, he's going to go into the Gentile world. All right? Are you ready for this? This is great. Because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. Now, check this out. Now, we're talking about unrighteous and ungodly people. All right? who suppress the truth and unrighteousness. The Bible teaches us some really marvelous things. That's why the, it's, it's crazy to believe that anyone can actually be an atheist. All right? Because all of us have, we know the truth instinctively about God. It's, it's a human instinct, not even, apart from the gospel coming to us, before that even happens, we're born with this innate sense of God. All right? That he is there. How? Why? Well, because we're created in his image. We wouldn't even be here if it wouldn't been for him. All right? The very fact that we, we have a consciousness means that there is a God. Hello. So, but men begin to suppress that truth because they don't want to deal with that God. Or maybe don't know how to deal with that God for fear of impending doom because that is the feeling of the lost soul that there is impending doom all right you hear it in a lot of songs right you hear the lost talk about things like that talk about that we're going to party in hell well how do they know they're going to hell hmm acdc could rock out i'm on a highway to hell right I mean, but there's, there's that sense that the lost person knows that they're in trouble, that there's a gaping hole, that there is something is not right, something is looming, something is ahead that's, I'm going to get mine. So instead of searching for God, instead of looking to Him, many suppress that truth and try to deny its reality. All right? Now watch, look, look, at the, look at the progression here. For since the creation of the world, verse 20, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made. So you see that? The things that are made clearly see God's attributes, even his eternal power and Godhead. Wow, God has put that instinct in all of us so that they are without excuse. Hmm. 
Because although they knew God, now let me say what he means by they knew God. They instinctively knew God. They didn't know God through the gospel. They didn't know God through the Lord Jesus Christ, but they knew he's, they know he's there. Remember that? Remember we talked about Cornelius? He followed that instinct. He knew something. He didn't know how to get how to reach God. He didn't know about Jesus. He didn't know the gospel. So what did he do? He just started watching the Jews and tried to live like them, trying to live right. He would pray to God always. He would give generously to the people. He would teach his kids to fear God. He just knew what he, what he knew to do to live right and to do good. But he was still lost. But he followed that instinct and he got God's attention. And thank God, God got the gospel to him. And as a result, hallelujah, to all of us. They, look at this. Even though they knew God, verse 21, they did not glorify Him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools. And changed the glory of the incorruptible, incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds, and four-footed animals, and creepy things. Meaning they begin to carve idols and begin to worship nature and, and bow down to these statues and all kinds of things and build their own religions, anything to, to, to quiet or to at least numb the, the guilty consciousness. Conscience. Therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness. And watch this, verse 24 in the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions for even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust for one another, men with men, committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting. Now, notice that three different places in this passage of Scripture, it says that God gave them over, God gave them up to do this, God gave them over. All right? God wasn't making people do this. He was simply allowing them to do what they allowed. Uncleanness, vile passions, and a debased mind. Because God's not going to, again, He's not going to break His law that He established in the very beginning that you have the right to choose. Being filled, verse 29, aren't these encouraging verses? Being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, Malicious. This, this is all he's saying is these are all things that, that, are, that they're practicing and doing to try to suppress that truth. All right? Full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things. This is not, these aren't good folks. Disobedient to parents. Look, at, look where he puts disobedient to parents. Right in that list. Any kids here tonight? Are my kids in the room? Somebody go get my kids. Undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, all the other uns, 
who knowing, watch this, knowing the righteous judgment of God. That's what I'm talking about. They know the righteous judgment of God. Watch that those who practice those things are deserving of death. So that's what I'm saying. If, 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 a, if an unbeliever is really honest, they'll tell you, I know I deserve hell. I know I deserve judgment. I know I deserve this doom that's coming. It's on the inside. And if they'll be honest about it, come on, if they'll be honest about it, that's what the scripture says is in the heart of all of us. It's in our lives. It's this missing, this God-shaped void that men, instead of seeking him out, as Paul said in one place, groping for him, and men would just merely grope for God. Instead, they, they try to sear their conscience. They try to get God out of their minds. They want to retain knowledge of God. And we see in this day and age where that is happening more and more and more and more and more and more. Whatever we can do to get him out of our schools, whatever we can do to get everybody just on the level playing field, then everybody's okay, you're okay, I'm okay, we're all okay, peace, peace, and then sudden destruction. Who knowing the righteous judgment of God that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. Not only do they do those things, but they also want other people to do it with them because their strength in numbers and misery loves company. Hmm? All right? So this is what he's talking, this is what, the, this is what is in the heart of those who are lost, who refuse to acknowledge God, who refuse to look to Him and be thankful for the life they have, to refuse to acknowledge that He is the one who has given them the gift of life and the very breath in their lungs and the ability to enjoy life rather than they live life completely and wholly for themselves. All right? So that's why we need, that's why the world needs this gospel. So that wrath won't be the only revelation when it comes to God. But righteousness will be the revelation because they've heard the gospel. They'll see the righteousness of God, no longer the wrath of God. Hallelujah. That's why we are here, ladies and gentlemen. We don't want anybody to end in destruction. We don't want anyone to do that. We are debtors to get this gospel to as many as we can. And it starts with where we are right now. All right? Okay? I'm not against foreign missions. I do it. But before you get a heart for Africa, get a heart for your neighborhood. Get a heart for those that are around you right now. What can you do right here, right now? All right? I'm preaching better than your amen, but... Amen. It's a beautiful, beautiful time we're living in. And though, yeah, there is a lot of junk going on in the world, yet I just cannot get over what Paul said in, later on in Romans chapter 5, where sin abounded, grace much more abounded. No level of sin is greater than the grace of God. All right? That's why we cannot be hopeless about the condition of the world. We have Hope because we have grace. 
All right? Amen. So it's, it's not on us to go pointing the finger at the lost and telling them how lost they are. They know it, according to Romans chapter 1. They know it. All right? The darkness won't go away, go away by cursing the darkness. No, we turn on the lights. <laughs> Light exposes. You remember that? Hmm? Remember what Paul said about those things that are done by people that are detestable? He said it's even shameful to talk about those things. But, man, I, it's amazing how many preachers love talking about it. They love talking about people's sin. And Paul said it's shameful to talk about those things. The right thing to do is talk about Jesus. Turn on the light. And when you and we we lift him up, there's something in the heart of it. They realize I need that, and I am not as good as I think I am right now. All right? What they see as maybe good all of a sudden looks dark and evil when we present Jesus. Hmm? Because he's everything lovely. He's everything wonderful. He's everything holy and right and good and just. And the beautiful thing about this man, Jesus Christ, is that he did become, he was God in the flesh and became like us so that we could become like him. Amen. Amen. We're going to stop there tonight. In chapter 2, he begins to talk to his Jewish brothers. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. But this is, uh, I love this. I love this. this first, oh, we got through chapter one. It took us four weeks, but we got through chapter one. Hallelujah. Amen. I hope this has encouraged you tonight. Bless you. Father, we love you tonight. We thank you. Lord, after seeing, after seeing just the kind of how lost we would be without you, Lord, some of us, we know what we've come from. We know the kind of darkness that we were in. All of us were hopeless and in despair and lost. But Jesus, you came. You came because God so loved us. And you came. That whoever believes in you will not perish but have everlasting life. Thank you. Thank you for your great love. Thank you for such a great salvation. Hallelujah. I pray tonight that all that are here would be encouraged in their faith tonight. Lord, that they would be emboldened and we would all see ourselves as debtors. Lord, that that would, that would burn in us. That when we look at our neighbors and we see our coworkers and our friends and those people that are in our sphere of influence, God, that we would see ourselves that we've got as those who must get this message out. Even as Paul said, it's as though God is pleading through us, be reconciled to God. Receive this grace. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved from your sin. Experience life and that more abundantly. Help us, Lord, to be bold with that. Thank you, Lord, for those opportunities that we have every day. May we not pass them by. Hallelujah. But we would be faithful faithful servants, faithful messengers of your good news in the name of Jesus. I just thank you that your people are blessed as they leave here tonight, just like they've been blessed and they're coming in. 
Declare your great grace and peace to be multiplied to them from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And it is in Jesus' name, the name that is above all names, that we pray and thank you for these things. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We would like to invite you to one of our service times in either McKinney or Dallas. Sunday mornings in McKinney at 9.30 and 11, and Wednesday evenings at 7, and in Dallas, 10.30 Sunday mornings, and our 1 o'clock One Cause Dallas Espanol service. You can find out more information about our church at onecausechurch.com. If you'd like to partner with our ministry, there is also a link on the front page of our website.